It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. XNO. Iowa stays home for their next game Sunday against Maryland. They beat Michigan in OT last night at Carver-Hawkeye. T.J. Otzelberger and Iowa State are on the road tomorrow night. They'll play Kansas in Lawrence. And every AAA minor league baseball game this year will be played with an electronic strike zone to call balls and strikes. Every team gets three challenges per game. I'm Dan Gatowski. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Cotton to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Mike Paul momentarily... Uh, real quick, uh, we are going to, along with the uh, uh, KXNO Drive, mm-hmm. we'll have Adam Emenecker on Drake, talking Drake now through the end of the season. You and I will get him on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I believe the Drive will get him on Thursdays. Uh, so if you're a fan of the Missouri Valley Conference or a Drake basketball fan, Adam, Adam Emenecker is going to be here twice weekly on these airwaves. Uh, Tuesdays with uh, Miller and Condon, and then Thursdays uh, with uh, Heather and Sean. Let's get to Mike Palm, off to Vegas we go. Uh, he's the Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. Going to be a busy weekend. Well, they all are, aren't they, Mike Palm? How are you? How do you like your Chargers futures now? <laughs> How about that? You know what? That's a fire- <laughs> that's a fireable offense. Is Mike Williams is going to be out until the Super Bowl, which they have no chance of getting to the Super Bowl, in my opinion, without him. That's terrible. Look, look if you're a Chargers fan... Not if you have Chargers futures, but if you're a lifelong Chargers fan, don't you um, hope that they get beat by 50 in Jacksonville (laughs) on Saturday night so you can fire this clown and go get Sean Payton? Absolutely. I've said the same thing. It it makes too much sense, Mike. And even if you like him as a defensive coordinator, I, I don't care. You just... He has made so many boneheaded decisions, and this is at the top of the list. Yeah, you want Jacksonville to go out there, run him off the field 31-7, and it becomes very easy. And if you're Sean Payton, right, with all these jobs, there's a whole lot of, uh, uh, yeah. that one is ready-made to walk well, in there and win in day, into game one. And, and Mike, before you answer, you brought this up on Iowa Everywhere, and it's a great question. If you're Sean Payton, where would you go if these are your three options? Denver, mm. Arizona, yeah. or the Rams, who have zero <laughs> draft picks for the rest of our lives? I um I would the problem with Denver is you're you're tethered to Wilson for so long. Yep. But but you've got a lot of money there. Um I'm not high on the Bidwells as a, as an ownership team. I mean what they've never had a coach for more than 6 years. Hmm. Uh and the Rams don't have a draft pick in the rest of your lifetime Ken Miller. So I I would say if you had to it would be Denver. Yeah, yeah you you put that cap while your lifetime Ken maybe not mine. Yeah, thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, these playoffs are upon us, and Game 1 starts, felt like on the surface, a 49er Seahawks for the third time, but you have the weather component. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, a rookie quarterback, making his first start. 
maybe we Playoff saw something. Start, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd have the the defense from Seattle at times here late in the year. They're not good by any means, but some glimpses. Ken mentioned earlier, pretty good pass defense overall here. Big number, nine and a half. What are you seeing here, and what are people firing at this game? They're just taking the big favorite, or people jumping on with the Seahawks? It's in every teaser. This is the teaser wild card weekend because it's, you know, everybody's got the 49ers in a teaser. Everybody's got the Bengals in a teaser. Mm -hmm. If you got the Bills early, they were in a teaser. Now now it doesn't make as much sense. And a lot of people uh, teasing Tampa Bay up as well. There'll be a How we do on the teasers will be how we do as a book Uh. on the weekend. You know what I was looking at last night, guys? I was looking at, and I'm not a big prop player, but with the weather, and with Pete Carroll's stubbornness in the run game, you can get Kenneth Walker over 15.5 rushes. I, the prop's like 55.5 yards. Over 15.5 rushes, I think, is worth a look. Look, he played in the Big Ten, bad weather, cold rain, on grass. And Carroll, you know, if Carroll's down 10, he's still going to try to run the ball until mm-hmm. it gets to be late in the fourth quarter. You know he's not going to have Geno throwing 50 passes in San Francisco. No, I think that's a, that's a that's a good one. Certainly something uh, to look at there. Um, so Chargers and Jags will be the the Saturday night special, and no Mike Williams, and this is a different team without him. Uh, I haven't looked. Chargers were two and a half since the news has come out that he's officially was that already baked into the number? Do you think, Mike, that uh, the anticipation was that you guys uh, uh, that nobody expected Mike Williams to play? Not at all. Ah. Not at all, but I keep looking. It hasn't moved yet. I thought it would be down to one and a half or two. No movement yet, but the news is very fresh, right? It's only like 45 minutes old, so we'll see what it does. This number opened three chargers, got bet down to a pick uh, on Wednesday, and then back up to two, two and a half, and so we're still at two and a half. It's probably the most interesting game of the weekend. Um, um, you know, you might say Dallas, Tampa Bay, and all six games are rematches, but to me, the variance in results in this game would be the least surprising to me. I mean, Chargers win by 10, Jaguars win by 10. I wouldn't be shocked either way. I really don't know how this game is going to go. The Chargers, even without Mike Williams, I give a slight nod to. But I, in the coaching matchup, don't you have to give Doug Peterson yeah. a big advantage over Brandon Staley? Got a ring. Huge, huge gap <laughs> between those two guys. Let's go to Sunday. I want to localize it here with the Vikings. Every wise guy, it feels like, that I listen to, everybody that I like to tail or at least read what they say or listen to what they say, everybody's on the Giants this week. Everybody wanted to fade the Vikings, yet that line is just stuck at three. What's going on? Yeah, I I said to Kenny yesterday, why isn't this line two and a half or two? Uh-huh. I, do, I, took, I took the three. Look, I look at the first matchup, and I'm not big on O'Connell as, as a game manager either. I mean... He was afraid to give Nathan Peterman the ball with 15 seconds and he couldn't get a field goal off. He had three timeouts, first and goal at the six. That Vikings team on fourth and one, they're always running 25-yard out routes. And I, <laughs> yeah. I look at Brian Dable, and if I had a vote, Brian Dable's my coach of the year. And I look at him as a game manager. I, I can't find the mistakes. Look, the Giants have been good this year. They've won the turnover margin. They've lost the turnover margin in Minneapolis the first time around. Played from behind the whole game and still we're a 61-yard field goal from overtime. i got to think at worst this is a field goal game again. 
Uh, so let's go to the early game, Mike. Uh, you, you, uh, we were talking yesterday on our uh, on the Hook Podcast. I were everywhere, just trying to find a number that you'd be comfortable playing as far as Miami Buffalo. You think? Do you think this game is going to go north of fourteen? It's thirteen and a half right now. It's circa most places thirteen and a half. There is a fourteen out there. Uh, do you th- do you expect that everybody will get to fourteen or maybe fourteen and a half at some point? I think 14, but aren't you obligated to take the Dolphins with 14? I mean, how, how can you lay 14? 14 is a really tough number. Bills, of course, are in a lot of money line parlays as well. You could have got him at eight and a half when they thought two two might play, and then an hour and a half later, when he was ruled out, it moved four points to 12 and a half, and it's still going up. I I think it's really tough to get beyond 14. These this isn't Georgia TCU. I mean, these are professional athletes. I don't think there's much of a difference between Skylar Thompson and, and Bridgewater. Um, but, but I think the Bills are the most vulnerable of the top two seeds in, in you know, the four top teams. I don't think they're playing that well right now. If it gets to 14 where I have access to it, which it hasn't yet, I'm not for a big number, but for a couple hundred, I have to take 14. You know, and Mike, we're very similar in the way we look at things. I, NFL especially, double-digit dogs all day long. I just don't know how the Dolphins score. Skylar Thompson, I think the gap between him and Bridgewater is significant. He's looked awful when he's been out there, just incompetent. I took a 14.5 under on that team total for the Dolphins. I just don't see them scoring. And I told Ken earlier, the one scary thing is, this feels like a very narrative-based bet. If you're taking the Bills and you're talking about Hamlin and you're talking about emotion and those kind of things, and it gets dangerous when you go down that road. My concern, though, how do the Dolphins score? Well, they were able to run the ball in Buffalo in that game uh, in mid-December. And but most of them broke his hand, right? He did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but I know there's not a threat, but two is never a threat to throw deep anyhow, even with all that speed. Yeah. I, I, I still think the Dolphins get to 17 in this game. Okay. Now, can, you know, can they control the ball long enough on drives to keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hand? Uh, we'll see. But... Uh, you know, I don't. I I just don't think this is this has got thirty five ten written all over it. Uh, Baltimore and their quarterback Lamar Jackson came out, put out a statement to, to the fans, just trying to explain what's going on with him and how bad he feels that he's not going to be able to play. I'm not sure that uh, with Lamar Jackson that I would have liked the Ravens any because I don't. I I think Cincinnati is destined uh, to take on Buffalo next week, and then that story's just going to have a whole new life uh, because of the unfairness seemingly that uh, that falls upon the Bengals. Can you make a case for the Ravens, Mike? The number's nine. It's uh, eight and a half, actually, at Circa. I can't. Um, and I think it's going to be Huntley, but I still can't make the case. I, I would take a touchdown with Lamar, but I don't think Lamar was ever going to play another game with the Ravens. This story stinks. <laughs> when he got hurt, no one ever said he's going to be out a month plus. This was a week-to-week deal. They've never talked about a timetable for his return. Harbaugh's cryptic in his comments. This guy's sitting on a lottery ticket, either with Baltimore or if he gets traded. He's not taking a chance on re-injuring himself, and he's the one that puts out the release, oh, I just can't play. Mm-hmm. What a story here that this has really not been covered. Anyhow, I, as you know, I'm very high on Cincinnati here. I tease them down as well and have them in a money line parlay just because I don't like to lay more than a touchdown. But I don't think this game is competitive with Huntley at quarterback. I mean, what would Baltimore have to do? They'd have to hold Cincinnati under 14 to win this game. Yeah, I mean, the only way they can win it is 
nine seven. Yeah. Just that, that's the typical only way. AFC North game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the only way that you're going to be With able to do that. With healthy quarterback, right? And, and this is crazy too. So, Mike, my first bet of the week on the NFL, I did a money line parlay with the three big favorites. At that mm-hmm. time, before we knew the Tua news, before we knew what was going to happen with Lamar, I got it at minus one hundred two. I looked yesterday; it was minus one fifty seven. Today, minus one seventy for the exact Jeez. same bet. Just shows you, hey, if you got a you got a hunch on something, usually firing early, and especially if it's a favorite, isn't that better than waiting throughout the week and when you have the injury concerns too? I used Georgia on Sunday, Georgia money line with. Uh, San Francisco money line mm-hmm. um, with with Buffalo, and that was like minus. I think I laid one twenty eight, right? Because yeah. Georgia, obviously Georgia was bigger. If if I'd have bet that with the Georgia closing price and what it is now, it would be minus one ninety two. Oh, to your geez. point, it moved sixty <laughs> cents on a parlay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's unbelievable. Uh, so um, you told you clued me in on uh, something yesterday. Just how the the popularity of this weekend uh, in in Las Vegas. You know, you, obviously uh, the Super Bowl's number one in the first weekend of the tournament. But this thing's creeping up there. This wild card weekend is gaining momentum as far as you know. Difficult to get a hotel room where you want to stay. Uh, but uh, this is a very popular destination weekend uh, in Las Vegas, and I did not realize that. Yeah, it's 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 either third or fourth, three or three A. Super Bowl being a close one over March Madness, and then opening weekend NFL and Wild Card weekend. You know, the wrap around to Monday helps a lot because mm-hmm. uh, people stay. It adds an extra day to the trip. Um, you know what the problem is right now? It's the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, and I'm getting beat up a lot about this, both in emails, texts, on Twitter. You know, usually the second weekend's a great discount over the first weekend, mm-hmm. but the West Regionals in it's Las in Vegas, Vegas. So the prices are they're sky high. So people that are used to coming out for the Sweet 16 and the regional finals, and and you know, and paying rates around 200, and now they're 400, 450. There, mm-hmm. there's a lot of sticker shock right now. But I mean, it's an anomaly because the West Regionals here, so you have to anticipate how many fans are coming from those four schools. Yeah, no, no doubt about. It. Well, you guys last year, you you put an emphasis on trying to build up the second weekend of the tournament, and and, and with obviously this year's uh, different circumstances, as you mentioned with the regional in Las Vegas. But could this surp- could this uh, get into that uh, upper echelon terry we- uh, territory weekend number two of the tournament? You see, you, you saw you saw gains last year. Meh, I don't know. This is another one of Derek's ideas. Just like he told me five years ago. He's going to make Super Regional Weekend in college baseball as big as the opening yeah. weekend of the tournament. I think he's he's climbing, pushing the rock uphill here. <laughs> yeah. Although it has a better chance, obviously, than the baseball. It's hard though when you go from sixty-four to sixteen. Yeah. That's the thing. You you lose, you know, a lot. Of, even the Sundays of the first weekend are always no good. We've tried everything we could. Contest on that first weekend Sunday. People leave, you know, and even the, the difference between Thursday, Friday to Saturday is significant because of the number of teams eliminated. Yeah, you drop it down and you cut that field in half very quickly yeah. after one day, and it just continues. Great tournament, great time always at Circle. We were out there for conference tournaments. If you're a basketball Ugh. junkie, no, yeah, that that's 
it's kind of like New Year's Eve, right, for the drinkers out there. And you go out and you're, you're dealing with some amateurs. Conference tournament mm. starting on Tuesday, just wall-to-wall basketball, all the games. Seemingly every single team is playing during that week. I'll tell you, uh, that is the time to get out there and maybe not have to see that sticker shot. Hey, quick question. You know I love my wrestling. And I love what we have worked to do to get the college wrestling out there. You got Iowa Northwestern out there on the card tonight. You guys have done such an incredible job. Have you have you gotten any feedback back from you know people here in the state of Iowa and the wrestling betters? Trying to it's a very niche market like Derek and the super regionals for baseball in the NCAA. What kind of feedback have you guys got on the college wrestling? No, it's been great. I mean, there in I just in Iowa itself. You know, there's days when when we have these meets. We're 2023. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? The, the wrestling right is bigger than the if there's only a couple football games, the football right. It's amazing. Wow. It's unbelievable. So I'm just I'm just looking at a tweet right now. City of Las Vegas, uh, the Golden Gate is the oldest casino in downtown Las. So it's got to be the oldest casino in Vegas, right? Would there be one? The oldest, ca- oldest casino in Nevada. It wow. had the first telephone in the state of Nevada. No kidding. The telephone number was one. The address was one Fremont Street. Yeah, what is it? 117 years old. Yeah, 1906, January 13th, 1906. Unbelievable. Wrapping up the contests and the scene, we talk so much about Survivor, but on the Circa Millions, where I finished 1500th place, I guess we don't cash out for top 1500, but next year we'll take another shot at it. But seeing Derek with the guys from Detroit, Mm. with the Lions covering for them to win. In his Golden Knights jersey. uh, It was just such a cool scene and shows what kind of owner Derek is. His hometown, having people from there. Just what a great scene that was. And seeing the video, just put a huge smile on my face, even finishing in 15th hundred place. <laughs> so tonight tonight at 6 o'clock, our time Pacific, 8 o'clock Central, we have our award ceremony. So the, all the guys that cashed in any of these tournaments are invited out. We'll have big checks for anybody that won 50000 or more. And mm-hmm. then tomorrow at noon, they actually get to get their money. But we do a ceremony cocktail party for them at the D Ballroom at the D tonight. So those guys will all be there. I'll interview them on stage. I like to, when you got a team of four and you got to put in five picks. How does that work? I'd like to ask them that. Yeah. But uh, you know, they were in the strange position having the Lions, and then the the plumber Eric from Illinois had the Packers. They were tied going into the last game for the million dollars. But of course, the line moved from the contest line of four and a half to five and a half when Seattle won and eliminated Detroit. So they weren't really in a position to monetize unless they wanted to lay three-plus dollars on the Packers on the money line. So they just, with the hell with it, we're going to ride with it. Because if the game falls five, not only do they lose the half million, they finish second and have 500,000, but they lose whatever hedge they had. Mm -hmm. So it was, was, you know, worst case, they win 500. But they win the million, and they share first place in the fourth quarter, which was worth another 105,000. So (laughs) they pick up 1,105,000, not shabby. Going to be bigger next year, Mike Palm. Uh, How many? 
I want to get you guys on the record right now. How many in Survivor next year? The, you get to pick again. Yeah. Once we announce the rules, yeah. you get to uh, revise your number. What's your number right now? And it was 6,100 roughly this year, 6133. 6133. Yes, correct. Uh, I'll go. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Because I got my number. Um, mine popped in my head. I had 7,200. That I've was got 7,978. Mm. Whoa. I'll go, I'll go over both of you. Will you? Really? over. Yeah, I'd say 8,400 is my number right now. 8,400 people in the contest. Uh, you could almost break it into two contests, couldn't you? Well, and Mike, we're, we're hearing it on the ground level here in Iowa. How many people I've talked to after we experienced it, talking about it this year, yep. so many people, well, that's just in little old Iowa. Think about what this is on a national level and just on and on. You guys have to be giddy about that. How about the millions? What Do you have a number on that one? That's tough because... That was stagnant. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it basically had 4,100, went to 4,300. Um, I, I think that, that plateaus around that 4,500, 5,000 number. But look at Survivor. It went from 1,300 to 3,100 uh, to year three, uh, you know, 6,100. I mean, so, uh, you know, if somebody told me, could it get to 10,000 next year, I'd say, yeah, maybe it's four to one, but I think it's possible, and I think in year five it will be at ten thousand. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Cause it's, it's just huge. Mike Palm, you have a wonderful week. Thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you next Friday. Appreciate you coming on. All right, thanks, fellas. Thank you, Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at uh, Circus Sports. We catch up with our buddy. So I'm staying at the Golden Gate. You are. So my stepson, Cindy's oldest, mm-hmm. turns forty. And he wants to have his birthday in Las Vegas, right? So they live in L.A. They're coming over. So obviously we're coming from Des Moines. Mm -hmm. And we started looking for hotel rooms. And this was, I don't know, a month ago. What the hell? (laughs) Because, you know, I got to buy them all. Of course. (laughs) Birthday present. I guess. And and for the non-birthday brother. um, Can't leave him out. So we're looking around trying to figure this out. And I'm thinking, my good God, it's, it's, it's nuts. We have the penthouse at the Golden Gate. How cool is that? And it's multiple, it's either two or two and a half rooms. Uh-huh. It's freaking huge. There's a grill in the middle of it. Not that we'll ever use it. No. Uh, but I'm not sure I would stay in the, I mean, the build, it was built in 1906. Yeah, right. That's but really cool. But the penthouse is going to, and it's, it's about the same as we would have spent on two different rooms. Right. So, yeah, I'm excited to stay to say that that's where my son's stationed at. That's yep. where, because uh, Circa owns that. He works for Circa. And I've seen Kale there. there a time or two. One time, ducked over to try to see him, and then realized it was two a.m. He his shift was no. over. No, well, it's funny because it was. I think it was two weekends ago. He. Um, one of our listeners showed up. Oh, yeah? And he didn't know. He didn't know. They just start. where are you from? And I'm from Des Moines and blah, blah, blah. And Kale says, I was, that's where I was born, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I don't know how they got into sports. And, well, my old man, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Why? You know, Miller? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think it made him happy. Stop by the Golden Gate and see Kale. Yeah, do it. He's uh, he's there. Absolutely. Miller and Condon. Uh, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Station KXNO. Well, we got the NFL playoffs here. We've been talking about it a ton today and throughout the week, and you want to go to DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to the Super Bowl 57, new customers out there, bet just $5. You're going to get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Place any NFL bet of your choice. If it loses, you'll get a free bet back of up to $10. The action's so good, 
Why would you bet the NFL anywhere else? Get out your phone right now and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code KXNO. New customers, bet five bucks on the NFL. 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KXNO. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One free bet issued based on amount of initial losing NFL bet. Up to $10. Eligibility. Wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 118. Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, just past 1230. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, our picks still to come. Wade Looking Bill right now, former Hawkeye. Boy, what a difference a week makes. Wow. I was I just looked back. So we had Wade on the morning of the Indiana game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 0-3 in the Big Ten. 0-3 in the Big Ten. A- the season's over. They're not making the tournament. Look at the future of the program. Boy, you lose Rebrachin, Chris Peyton Murray. And... Sanford can't make a shot to save his life. And here we are. And here Nothing's we are. changed, right? Yeah. Ten days later. Yeah. yeah. What a week, Wade. What a turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, it really has. You know, even that Indiana game, I saw Trent there, and I was there, and they were down, you know, 22-3, to and then 35-15, to he thought. This is not going to end well at all. And even even that game, you talk about Peyton Stanford, even that first half, he hit a couple shots that kind of kept him in it. And he was okay that second half, but they did just enough to get that win. And then then that Rutgers that Sunday, I mean, Rutgers was playing as well as anybody in the conference won at Purdue, which nobody does. And Iowa went in there and really dominated Rutgers. And then last night was just something where, again, they're just doing just enough Again, Peyton Stanford, huge, big second half, gets that and one for the four-point play. And, you know, I wish they'd get a little little more breathing room, but a win's a win. A win is a win, and it wasn't just Peyton Sanford. How about the play of Josh Dix? Mm. We talked about the injury. I think you're going to see some athleticism, a little more of that springiness come back. That was the thing that I think a lot of people missed with him, is he's a lot better athlete, I think, than people anticipated before the injury. That's going to come back, but to go in there in that role – for all intents and purposes, a two-guard and run the point for the final 10 minutes of that game as they continue to come back. Five assists, 10 points, look confident, got everybody in the right spot. 30 minutes. That was yep. a huge by, eye-opener. By far as most minutes. Even that Indiana game, he, I think he hit a three in that first half to kind of keep him around, you know, keep him within striking distance. Rutgers, he was pretty good. And last night, you know, he got 30 minutes. Peyton got 30-plus minutes. And you're right, handling the ball. I, I didn't know Josh could handle it like that. It's something... And we talked about it. You know, he's not a stiff. Uh, Who offered him? Creighton offered him. And last February, he shattered, I think, both bones in his legs. So it wasn't like, you know, he turned an ankle. But he's a good player. And as he grows in confidence, you know, his minutes are going to increase. And they're going to be okay. Indeed. Uh, speaking of increased minutes, Riley Mulvey's minutes increased significantly yesterday. You know what? I'm not sure the 13 minutes a game are in his future, but when Robracha is in a little bit of foul trouble, when you're going up 
against Edie with Purdue or other seven footers that you're going to come across, and Did whether we're brought you yep. right, whether we're brought you just needs a blow or it's foul trouble, whatever, a good delay. We don't know the situation there. I thought that was the best Riley Mulvey has looked as a Hawkeye. Wade looking, Bill. You know, so he he should only be a freshman. He right. Graduated early. He should have been a senior in high school last year. So he's a young kid. He's a big kid. You know, I've seen him up close. He's six eleven and a half. He's not, you know, a little kid. And how about that play last night where he ran the court? I think he, you know, maybe got a rebound or block shot or something, ran the court, caught the ball, and scored. Now the next time down they threw it to him and he kind of fumbled it. Right. If you remember Luca Garza wasn't some smooth work of art when he first came to Iowa. You know, he had to work on his yeah. form and his running. You know, Riley's got a chance to be a really good player. Got good hands. Not crazy athletic. Not going to dunk on you, but then neither was Luca. And it, I'm not saying he's going to be a two-time national player of the year, but I could see him red-shirting sometime during his career and just having a year to work on footwork. But right now, they, they just need him to play minutes, like you said. And he was able to do that and, at minimum, look competent, something that we weren't sure we were going to get out of Riley Mulvey. So this team digs out of this hole. They're playing well three in a row, yet the starting backcourt is not playing well. Sanford was able to shoot his way out of it. What about Tony Perkins? Aaron Euless, I don't know what his ultimate ceiling is. Maybe he has reached it. But Tony Perkins, we know he can be a lot better player. He's shown it in the Big Ten. What's going wrong with him, injury aside, and, and what's it going to take to pull him out of this funk? Yeah, he's he's not the same player. Well, I, I forget what it was. You might know if it was his hip or his leg or something. But yeah. those first couple games, he was coming down and dunking on people. Mm-hmm. It looked like looked like an NBA two guard, you know. But he's he's not really a point. He's not really a two. He's just kind of an undersized, pretty athletic three. And I think that's what he needs to concentrate on is playing defense, rebounds, getting putbacks. I think he's pretty good with that 10 to 12 foot, kind of that floater where he spins around and shoots it. But I, I, I think they've been better, you know, turning down open looks. I think Tony's not, he's not going, you know, two for 11. I don't, he wasn't great last night, but he didn't shoot himself out of it. But just pick his spots. And then you let's, you know, again, he's, he's something where kind of a one, kind of a two, hit a couple threes against Rutgers, but those guys' minutes have definitely gone down the last few games. Uh, any, uh, I guess, um, angst that uh, that Chris Murray's ling- injury is going to linger at any point during this? I mean, since he's been back full-time, he's had a couple of 30-pointers, had 27 last night, played every single one of the 45 amal- available minutes. Uh, Chris Murray's certainly playing at a high level, as would be expected, but coming off the injury, you kind of wondered. Uh, that yeah. is completely off the table. Yeah, they... You know he's gone. This is his. He's got two months left sure. in the Iowa career. He's gone, which is great. Which is great. And I, I think it's almost like having having a running back that we're just going to give you all the touches you want and get thirty carries a game, so to speak. Now I wish Chris would post up more, slash more. I think his shot's pretty good, but he wasn't great from three last night. But he can shoot every time down the court. I think I mean, he is their best player. I think sometimes they forget about him. They they, they got to get him on a post. You know, whether it's Euless or Perkins, I think sometimes take quick shots, but Chris has been great. I mean, I, I can't, besides the Duke game, he's been the best player on the court every game they've played. He has, and the talent certainly there. He's an NBA guy and continues to show it in a big-time way. Uh, defensively, we had a caller earlier today, Jeff, talk a little bit about that. We were you know, ecstatic talking about the victory and the comeback and all the good things that they did, but 
that defense really had issues once again. They tried the zone. It certainly did not work out as well as it did against Rutgers and Indiana. It went away from that. They're going under screens. They're not closing out. Just defensively, there were a lot of lapses there. They closed down ultimately, but what do you see some of the issues with this defense right now? Yeah, it's really strange. I thought they were great defensively against Rutgers. Yeah. Last night, they let Jed Howard, who's, who's a nice player, but I don't know if he's even a first-rounder. He's a good player, but he just went off. Now, i tell you what, they scored 93 points with only six turnovers. So they, they don't turn the ball over, and then Iowa doesn't foul. Michigan shot six free throws last night, I think. So they, I think they do some things defensively that get overlooked, but they got to tighten things up, and they can't be relying on four-point plays with 22 seconds to go right. tie the game. Yeah. They just... I thought they should have gone to the zone a little more a little earlier. Um, I thought they did a better job on Jet the second half, mm-hmm. but it's just I think that's going to be an ongoing thing. Can they make nine to eleven threes a game, break even with the rebounds, and just you know find a way to to, to guard and slow people down because they can score. They can score with anybody, and uh, that's that's for sure. They certainly have lately. Hey, last thing for me is is um the, having the comeback gene which seemingly they have, right? Going back to uh, the comebacks that they've had so far. They had another one last night, of course, a week ago, Indiana, etc. Having that gene, that, that, that uh, wherewithal to be able to do that, is that a characteristic that, um, the, I mean, you don't want to rely on it night in and night out, certainly, but just having that uh, ability, knowing that you've been there, done that, that it's, when it's looked hopeless, you've been able to come back from it, that's certainly got to help uh, as, as part of a team's build. I think so. I, I, I think they're playing with fire. I, I really think you have a finite number of those 20-point down at halftime types of comebacks. They get off to a really good start against Rutgers. Even last night they were okay. But I'd like to see him, like, Fran's substitution pattern, he doesn't sub the first six minutes of the game. No matter what the score is, unless somebody's in foul trouble, it's really strange. Now, I think if Perkins and Euless can't, get better, so to speak. You'll see Dix and Peyton come in a little earlier, but mm-hmm. they they can't keep digging themselves these holes because it's it, we talked about it. It's one thing to lose at Nebraska. You just can't lose by 20 at Nebraska. Maryland coming up on Sunday. Want to keep yeah. this momentum going. Maryland comes in. and still trying to kind of find their footing. They've been really inconsistent throughout the course of this season. We've seen them up. We've seen them down. When they're playing at a high level, they can be very good athletic team, and they got some thickness inside. Not the tallest team, but a lot of strong dudes on this Maryland squad. What are you seeing if you've seen much out of the Terrapins this season? Yeah, so I think I think Maryland and Northwestern. You know, this is that five game stretch we talked about. Mm-hmm. Can they get four of these five? With you know, now can they get all five? You know, Maryland's just kind of rebuilding. They got got a new coaching staff here that's you know relatively new there. It's just the same thing. Can they? Can they rebound with a team that's probably more athletic than they are? And can they just slow them down enough? Because Iowa can score. You know, I, I think offensively, Robracha is a tough matchup problem. Chris Murray's obviously a tough matchup problem. And then even Northwestern, they got beat the other night, but they got some guys that mm-hmm. can play. And it's it's just like every weekend in the Big Ten, we thought Minnesota was going to be an easy win. They won at Ohio State last night. So. It's just something where can Iowa's got to get off to really good starts at the start of the game, start of the second half, and just, again, 10-10 and 10 in the league and see what happens after that. Yeah, Maryland beat Illinois early in the season. That's when I thought Illinois was good. And then maybe they're starting to they're turn cut, things around they again. They got rid of Sky Clark, better. and they're different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but and, when, about, uh, and, and Indiana's been horrible. You know, we thought that terrible. was a really good win for Iowa. They've been horrible. Now they're missing two starters. Brace Thompson, and, sure. 
Grace Thompson and the Xavier uh, Johnson, Johnson, Johnson yep. and Jackson Davis is limited. You know what what he can do, but um, yeah. So I mean, with the Big Ten, I think the winner might be fifteen and five, maybe fourteen mm. and six, and, mm. and still win the league. Unreal. Maryland's been off. They'll uh, play their first game in a week, so they've had the kind of a mini buy in the middle of their week this week. Not sure what yep. that means. Can yeah. you mention earlier quick, this week? Here comes Sparty too. Yeah. They're starting yeah. to figure it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, H- uh, Hoggard last year in that game at Carver. He was about as bad as a point guard as I've ever seen. He's hot as hell right now. He is playing at a super high level. I mean, he's putting up nine, ten assists a game. He's playing yeah. super well. There, there's Joey Hauser. He's such mm-hmm. an enigma. Some games like, he looks like a pro, and some yeah. games he just looks terrible. But, um, hey, real quick, I think Wednesday with the Chris Street documentary. Yeah, yeah it's coming out, right? Yep. Air, start on the Big Ten. And those guys from the journey that are affiliated with the Big Ten did such a good job talking to everybody this summer and, they had a preview at halftime of the Rutgers game. Just going to be a really powerful, powerful piece. Have I, you I, seen I it? Wednesday for the first. I have not. I have not. They interviewed me this summer, and I yeah. just saw the same preview that everybody saw. But you know, you forget. You know, like 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 Chris Collins is now coaching Northwestern. Yeah. Chris and I helped host him on his visit to Iowa. Hmm. Um, we played that, played at Duke. Chris's last name game. Chris Collins played in that game. There's just a lot of you know Fred. It's just you know now Fred's back in the Big Ten and he and Chris were were friends or competitors but just mm-hmm. a lot of tie-ins Jim Nance or um yeah Jim, Jim Nance, Nance is part it. of it yeah oh just a powerful thing and it's just I think Paul Lust said it best you know thirty years later he's still remembered and well you know what it's really it's powerful indeed uh, I'm trying to think it would be better to have talk to you before or after I think we'll do after because I think the Hawks play that night they do Wednesday yeah uh, it's right after the game that's yeah. the Northwestern game okay yeah gotcha. that'd be great so yeah, be great. Uh, let's yeah, catch up next so, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Thanks. thanks no, I appreciate you reminding us. I, I, I want to set my DVR, if nothing else, for sure. Absolutely. Thank I, you, Wade. I think that's right. I, I think it's excellent. Hey, thanks, guys. Go Hawks. All right. Good to talk to you. Wade looking, Bills. We catch up with our buddy. Uh, I'm glad he reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to make it over for that game. Are you? I mean, I, I've told you, you know, my story, and I'm sure we'll talk about it no, more next week. And growing up in the state, mm-hmm. what Hawkeye basketball meant. Mm-hmm. I was in middle school at the time. Just how impactful that moment was. Just mm. as a kid that grew up rooting for the Hawkeyes and the stories that continue to live on here this many years later. 30. Uh, Tom Kakert, our friend from Hawkeye Report, he mentioned that he has seen an advanced copy of it. Has he? Said it's incredible. So uh, I've heard a couple of people that have seen the advanced copy. Really looking forward to well, that. Well, I saw the preview, and I think it was the Rutgers game, as, as Wade mentioned. It, it looked terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a really good do- job with those documentaries. And so. Wade said it's after the Northwestern game, yep. so like 10 o'clock, yep. 10, well, 10.15, yeah. Probably 10, 10.15. All right, good stuff. We'll take a time out. Our pick's coming up next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. SUV and telememory sent you. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Brent Condon. Football Friday picks from Miller and Condon on KXNO. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Sports betting the way it should be with Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. 
We are going to hold off the Monday night game, not use it, because after all, the curtain comes down on another year of Mr. Monday Night this week, Dallas and Tampa. I was 3-2 and two last week, Trent Condon. Tell me I won the week. You didn't. I went 4-2. and two. I had that extra game since Buffalo and Cincinnati was a void bet. And so I had an extra one in there. 4-2. and two. I got you again. <laughs> and I believe I had this statistically locked up. I could go 0-4 the rest of the playoffs. You could win every game, and you still can't catch me. I am over Mount 500 now at 49 and 46. You. Not so much. 35, 58, and 2. 37.6% win percentage. Yeah. Not going to do it. That's not. Not going to do it. Hopefully at any year. Well, let's get it started here as we kick things off in a game that I have been a big part of seemingly all week long. I'm all about Seattle. Nine and a half feels like too much here. Weather conditions have absolutely impacted this as well. Spread hasn't moved a ton here. I think we're destined for 2013, 16-13, something that range. I think Seattle hangs around here just enough to get the cover. Give me Seattle plus the 9.5 with pick number one. Pick two, we're staying on Saturday. We go to the night game even before the Mike Williams news. I think people know where I am. This is Jacksonville. I think I'm going to have a little play on the money line too. I think they win this game outright, but for our purposes... It's about grabbing the points here. Give me the two and a half with pick number two. Pick three to Sunday, mid-afternoon, right in the middle. It is the Vikings and the Giants. Everybody's on it. I'm going to be on it, too. Give me the G-Men plus the three. Still waiting. Is that two and a half ever going to get here? It just doesn't feel like that's the case, at least at this point. Talked about that Juice isn't even moving, so that says it's got a ways to go before it gets there. And my final pick, it's my best bet. Mike Palm, he tried to talk me out of it. You've tried to talk me out of it, I think, at times. But ultimately... I'm laying with Buffalo. I know it's narrative basis is not how I bet, but I just can't see it in my mind's eye. I tell you so many times, I want to envision a football game, how it plays out. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a way that this thing is close. I'm laying it with Buffalo, laying 13 and a half, unvery Trent Condon-like with my final pet and my best bet, Buffalo, minus 13 in the hook. Well, good stuff, Trent Condon. We um, have a lot of similar games. I will not use the... I'm not going to use the Miami-Buffalo game. All right, we're going to start with you. I'm, I'm on the same side you are on this one. I think 9.5 is too many points, and the reason I say that is because it's it's all weather-related. It is going to be a quagmire at Levi Stadium uh, in Santa Clara. It's supposed to rain start today and continue for, I don't know, 36 hours or so. So, and right in the middle of the football game, it's supposed to be downpouring. So, look, I think San Francisco's the right side, but nine and a half in that, I will uh, give me those points all day long. You know what? I'm going to play the Miami Buffalo game. I'm not going to play the Chargers Jacksonville because that's a hard pick. Give me my, give me Buffalo. I think you're right. I think you're on the right side. I think it's going to be an emotional crowd. Hamlin's going to be doing something like they're going to need an extra boost. I'm not sure how Miami scores. Buffalo wins that football game. Pick number two. Pick number three. Everybody's on the Giants when everybody's going one way. Yep, and I'm going to go the other. Give me the Vikings that they're known for. They were known for winning close football mm-hmm. games. I think they'll do it again this week. And without Lamar Jackson, with him or without him, Huntley's banged up. I think Cincinnati's going to start their playoffs in resounding fashion. Uh, the number is eight and a half at Circa. I will lay the eight and a half. That is my best bet of the week. Should be a fun weekend, man. I love Wild Card Iowa weekend. State, 
Kansas at 3. Wild cards start at 3.30. Mm-hmm. Iowa, Maryland at 3.30 on Sunday. Big Ten Network has that one. Lots of viewing options. As far as your listening options, well, there's only one option. It's Murph and Andy, and they're coming up in five minutes. Kicks and don't drive. Cappy will be here with Heather and Sean today at 3.30. We're Miller and Condon. and you can hear Trent and I weekdays from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Have a great weekend.